Welcome to the Empowered Life. I'm your friend, Ern Inyon. This podcast aims to inspire you to create the life that you want to live. If you are not yet a subscriber, be sure to subscribe and get notified when a new episode is posted. Now let's go on with the show. We constantly seek for approval or validation. At work, we seek for validation from our bosses, whether what, what we are doing is right, we are performing well. At our community, we seek for validation from our peers, our mentors, our colleagues. At home, we seek for validation from our spouse, our kids, and our parents. It is a constant seeking for validation. But why do we need to be validated? Validation is our desire to get the approval of someone with what we say, believe, or do. We are social creatures and we desire to belong in a community. This is natural. However, if you constantly seek for validation to the point of depending on it to run your life, that is where the problem lies. So where do we put the line here? So let us break this down and look at it how approval plays in our work, in our community, in our family, and in ourselves. So let's look at in our work. If you work in a company, you need to seek approval. I have a consultancy work as a IT project manager, and I am paid to deliver quality work every time. In project management, project management there is a methodology called Agile. Agile is a, a t- iterative process of delivering the project. Every iteration you need approval. So for example, in a software development project, when the requirements of the client are not that detailed, you show him part by part of the whole system. And every time you complete a part, you show it to the client to get his approval until you complete the whole process or the whole system. I shared the method of Agile is because I believe that is what we do at work. Whether you work as an accountant, uh, a customer service support, a marketing manager, a recruitment specialist, we constantly need to get the approval of superiors because we are paid to deliver quality work every time. I would say majority wants to grow or be promoted at work. I say majority not all because I know a lot of people that they don't want to be promoted. I'm not saying this as, you know, it is as a matter of good or bad. It is just a matter of preference and it is a reality. You know, many people don't just don't want change. If you want to be promoted at work, you need to constantly seek validation or get feedback from your superiors. Always ask, how are you performing? What areas do you think I can improve? You know, I run a couple of small businesses and I can tell you this. this that is music to the ears of your superiors. You know, as a business owner, I want we want people who wants to improve or who wants to grow. We like helping people who wants to grow. As you seek for feedback from your superiors, 
and you know you did your best, be happy with the results. You don't need to beat yourself or be hard on yourself. You know, just like in basketball game, if you played your heart out, you dive for loose balls, you know, you played defense, and still you lost. You know, at first, you, you will probably feel dejected and low. You will feel all the effort went for naught. But in reality, not everything was lost. You always gain by doing your best. But that's, that's also why, um, if you could be kind enough to me, you know, give your review on my podcast so I could be, so I could do better in future episodes. You know, this is my sixth episode and when I review my previous episodes, I could identify uh, parts that I could have done better. Whatever I learn, I would apply that to my next episode. But there is no point of beating myself because I made an error. Going back to validation, why we seek validation at work? Because we are being fair. We are operating based on a transaction. We are paid to deliver quality every time. So getting validation or getting feedback because always is a mechanism <clears throat> excuse me, to help you improve your craft. So let's look at our community where we belong. Every community maintains a character. I'm a certified public accountant. And I'm, I'm a member of PICPA. It's a non-profit organization for CPAs here in the Philippines. To be part of that community, I have to pay my dues. I have to attend seminars to get myself updated as a CPA. So this is like how validation is measured. If I don't pay my dues, you know, in the form of payment and, you know, keeping myself updated as a CPA... I will be considered inactive or delinquent member. In short, I'm out of the organization. If I don't attend seminars to update myself, my license will be not will not be renewed. The organization the organization needs to do this to maintain the integrity and competency of their members. That is the character of Pikpa. An organization of competent CPAs with integrity. Same thing here in our village. I live in a village where most families are middle class. By middle class, I mean decent living. We have dues to pay for the maintenance of the village and we have rules to follow. We need funds to repair the roads, pay the gardeners that maintain our trees and parks. Uh, security guards, those who look at the peace and order within the village, and many more. We pay our dues because we want to maintain the character of our, of our village. Peaceful, organized, clean, friendly. So if you don't pay the dues, then you're not contributing to the character of the village. Then, Then you should be out of the community because you don't get it. You're better off belonging to a village that doesn't have Jews. If a village doesn't require any form of payment or contribution from its members, I'm pretty sure it is disorganized, dilapidated, and messy. So here, validation is in the form of compliance. 
We can have different religions here because that is irrelevant to the character of the village. However, the problem lies is where we don't have the same definition of what we meant by character. So for example, the definition of clean. You know, I can see some houses here that are super clean. And some, you know, some houses are just, you know, things are just everywhere. And you can see that they are not organized. So even though you are paying your dues, but sometimes you feel you don't belong in this neighborhood because you don't imbibe the character of the village. Just to give you another example, let's say a family from a slum area suddenly found themselves living in Forbes Park. You know, it's one of the high-end villages here in the Philippines. If they continue their manners when they were in the slums, like drying their clothes outside their house, you know, singing karaoke all night long, high-pitched voice during normal conversations, what do you think will happen? You know, Probably their neighbors will be pissed off. You know, the the clothesline will be an eyesore for sure. And probably no one will invite them for barbecue. Or it could be the other way around. The, the rich and proper family cannot live in the slums with their kakonyohan. Uh, he can do that in a week or two. To live there, you have to be bakya also. Uh, this is not a derogatory statement. But you need to adjust. That's the point. Remember, when you are in Rome, do what the Romans do. Okay, last point. I just want to drive this. If you find yourself living in a friend or a relative's house for a period of time, the first thing that you need to know is to find out the house rules. You know, how do the owners of this house maintain the comfort room, furniture, kitchen? You know, simple things like, let's say there's a wooden table and you, you fetch a glass of cold water. What do you do first? You need to get a coaster, right? A coaster, that's where you put the glass on. The glass on. Um, not directly on the table because it will leave a mark. Uh, but some people don't. You know, some people don't automatically use the flush when they use the toilet. Some people can eat on a wet plate. Some people find it yucky. It can be irritating and disrespectful. But I think whoever your visitor is, I don't think they did that to irritate you or disrespect you. It is not just in their habit. So you find, so what do you do? You find a way to tell them. But many, time, many times, we brush this aside, hoping they will realize it, or you suppress your feelings until they, until they leave. We often see this disparity as discrimination on social status, a division between the rich and the poor, the gap between educated and uneducated. But I think, no, this is just a disparity on habit and manners. Okay, so let's look at our family. Um, let's look at your parents, for instance. 
if you're seeking validation from them, I mean, what's the validation for? That you are not worthy to be called their son or daughter? If you feel this way, you'd probably interpreted their love as conditional as what we have covered in the previous episode. You know, I am the father of Ethan, my seven-year-old brave boy. There is nothing, absolutely nothing he needs to do to earn that worthiness to be my son or to earn my love. That is out of the question. What he needs to do is to figure out how to live a full and happy life. And as he explores the world, we are, my wife and I are here to support him. We give him access to education, we nourish him, we bring him to occasions where he can interact with other kids. We give him mobility, shelter. We are giving him a good head start. How he utilizes these blessings is up to him. Time will come that my wife and I will no longer be productive. And by that time, we hope our son is living a full life. So, imagine after after all we are doing for our boy, after all the blessings he is receiving, all he does is to wallow in self-pity and think that he is not loved. Can you imagine that? It's it's pure frustration and it is mind-boggling. And that is so heartbreaking for us parents. I believe a decent parent thinks like we do. There's really no need for the child to think that he needs to do something to earn that love from his parents. That's out of the question. Yet we see this a lot. Not just in kids. I can see this even in older people. There's this person after spending all his life in his parents' house with his wife and kids, getting all the support that he needed from food to tuition fees, but all he saw was the love was not enough. I think it's the ultimate selfishness. Remember, if you find yourself wallowing in self-pity, your greed Your greed is getting the better of you. So snap out of it and start thinking of other people. If you think your parents are hard on you, that is because they want you to learn something. Remember, there is no gain without pain. They they allow you to undergo pain because they want you to gain. They will never put you in pain because they don't love you. Again, that is out of the question. It is better to believe this way regardless of whether your parents are mature or immature. Your parents may have opted, remember, your parents may have opted to abort you. But they didn't. The fact that you have reached this stage in your life, it means they have loved you. And that is enough. So what about sibling love or love from other members of your family? Sibling love is different from parent love. You know, I think it is not coming off from a, from unconditional. When my siblings and I were growing up, it was all competition. When we when we were toddlers, we don't know anything about unconditional love and respect. You know, all we care about is our needs to be met. 
So we operate on physical and emotions, less on cognition, volition, and spiritual. It would take some time for the three factors to catch up and for us to understand. So when you grow up and understand the whole story, it becomes unconditional. Now my brothers and I are all grown up. You know, everything is all unconditional. They don't need to do anything to earn my love. And that goes same to my wife and my sisters-in-law. You think of them on how you can help them achieve their dreams. I have so much in my head but you don't you but you cannot force it on them. Timing is everything. This is partly the reason why I'm doing this podcast. Because rarely I have occasions I can speak about this. At least in this platform, they can just listen whenever they, they are ready. When we gather, most of the time it is all laughter and having, the, having a great time, which is awesome. And lastly, let, let's look at ourselves. Have you been hard on yourself? I will tell you when I was in my teens, there there was many times, you know, many things I don't approve of myself. There were times I was hard on myself, I wasn't kind to myself, and I mastered the art of delayed gratification. I wanted perfection for myself. Why? It was all because I wanted to feel worthy to my family. Because I didn't feel it growing up. It wasn't a healthy relationship. But as I grew in my understanding of life, I started to pat my back more. I became kinder to myself. And as I did more of that, I became more open to life's blessings. I started to experience flow. So this is what I wanted to share to you. Be kind to yourself. Don't pursue perfection because that will never come. Love yourself because the moment you do, life will flow into you thank you so much for listening friends please rate and review this podcast and share it to your friends until next time blessings always